Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Welcome to the next episode of the Carrots and Cake podcast. And this is going to be a great episode. It's a special episode because I have a guest today. I have Camille Martin, who is a registered dietitian, health blogger, and senior technical writer for the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. Um, She's a big on why diets don't work and how they prevent you from losing weight. Um, how weight isn't the problem, it's a symptom of the problem, and the importance of your environment in losing weight, and how setting a big goal can help you lose weight. Um, So I'm really excited to talk about all of these topics more in detail, Um, but first I would love for Camille to introduce herself and tell us what she's all about. Hey Tina, thank you for having me on. I'm I'm so happy to be here. Um, yes, I am a technical writer for the CDC, and that's my day job. And I'm a dietitian, and um, I my whole mission in doing what I do is to help women um, stop dieting and lose weight without dieting. That sort of just scratches the surface. And, um, I want to get into more if we even had time that to figure out why we are all doing this in the first place, why we're so, um, desperate to lose weight, why we're so focused on food and what we look like. Um, that may be a whole other podcast, but, um, to briefly give a background, I dieted for almost 25 years and I started when I was 12 years old. Um, and it was a very, very painful um, 20, 25 years of my life, just obsessing about food, obsessing about what I looked like and the sheer misery of dieting and failing over and over again. So I finally figured out sort of by trial and error and totally by accident, that setting, quitting dieting for one was the first step, but then setting and achieving goals that had nothing to do with what I looked like really was the key that opened the door to um, moving in a, in into a different realm emotionally and psychologically, which helped me lose the weight and keep it off. So yeah, that's, that's who I am and what I'm about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is awesome. And I'm so glad to have you here and to dive into this a little bit more. Um, So I think the big question is, um, especially because I think a lot of women fall into this diet culture, this dieting forever trap, um, going on one diet and then another diet and another diet. It's that forever cycle of just, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. Um, Can you tell us exactly why diets just don't work? Yes. And um, well, first of all, they don't work because they set up all kinds of resistance. And if you have trained yourself like I did to eat in response to stress or resistance, you're going to eat to neutralize all the resistance that diets cause, which then is what causes you to ultimately fail. Um, But the resistance that diets cause, you know, they're all about not doing, they're all about eliminating and cutting out and, you know, trying not to eat in some cases. So that's massive resistance. Um, They also require you to make 
really, really big changes and do all of those changes all at the same time. And many of those are just doing the polar opposite of what you are used to doing, what you're trained yourself to do, your habits. Um, and then you have to do it all in a really compressed amount of time. So it's almost, it, they're unsustainable. And it's not that one diet works better than the other one or you know, whole 30 is better than you know, low carb, no carb whatever, um, they all don't work because of the structure and how they're set up. And you might lose weight temporarily, but I would say 99% of the time, the weight's going to return. You didn't change anything about your habits. You didn't change how you eat, how you, um, I always say that it's not about the food. It's about how you eat the food that you eat. Um, so what you eat is obviously important, but if you don't change the way that you eat first, um, all these changes that you make to your diet are useless if you're eating in a disordered way and you've set up habits that don't facilitate healthy eating. So yeah, that's, that's basically why they don't work resistance. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I agree with this so much. And this is what I say to my clients all the time. You know, I, I started as a macro coach, but over the years have taken very very, very holistic approach. And I think it really does, like you said, comes down to habits. It comes down to consistency. And mm -hmm. I tell you all the time, I'm like, the macros aren't magic. Like you got to work yeah. out the stuff between your two ears, you know, totally. your mindset. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love that. I mean, I think that was a great explanation and totally agree. Um, so one thing you said, um, about setting big goals. So how does mm -hmm. setting a big goal help you lose weight? Well, when you set a goal that has nothing to do with what you look like, first of all, and it's about what you're capable of, um, first of all, it shifts your focus off of what you look like, which creates massive resistance. That's another reason diets don't work. They're focusing you on the very thing that you hate that you're trying to get rid of. So that's bad. Um, but if you set a big goal that doesn't have anything to do with what you look like, you shift out of this critical self-critical mode and mentality into a creative one and something that makes you feel good. And the, if you take it slow and start building your confidence by chipping away at a big goal, step-by-step, step, you get all those small wins that build your confidence, which is critical after you've been dieting and failing for so many years, because that brings your confidence to an all-time low. So um, it takes you the focus off of what you look like and that you don't feel good about yourself and what woman really does feel completely 100% good after the, you know, the trauma that's inflicted on us by culture about, you know, you don't look right, you don't measure up. So just setting everyone's big goal would look different. You know, mine was at the beginning run a 5k and then it ultimately ended up and run a marathon and I did and I, you know, I couldn't believe it, but um, if you just set a smaller goal, um, that's a big goal to you and slowly work toward achieving it, it gives you self-confidence that is desperately needed after dieting and failing. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And this is something we talk about with our clients as far as mindset and just that, um, intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation. And like, just what you're yes. saying, like that extrinsic motivation, like, I want to shape up for my wedding day and look a certain way in my wedding dress, or I want to look a certain way in my bikini and like that right. can be motivating for a, a certain period of time. Um, yes. Really just that, that internal intrinsic motivation is mm -hmm. really what gets you going for the long term. So like you said, setting a goal or yeah. you know, just 
wanting to find a sport that you enjoy or whatever. Yes. Yes. Not working out to burn calories necessarily, yes. but cause I, yeah. And don't pick a workout that you hate. Like don't get on the treadmill and, and sprint if you would rather walk your dog, you know? Yep. Yep. I totally agree. <laughs> Um, and since we're kind of on this, so how is dieting related to women's self-esteem? I think that is, is so, such a cool thing to, to touch well, on and talk about. And I, well, I don't think women really stop and think about this because we're so convinced for some reason, uh, from a cultural standpoint, that diets, we're going to find the diet that works. You know, there's a magic diet out there and I just haven't found it yet. Um, so that piece of it when you think you're going to find the diet that works and you're convinced that it's out there, you're going to keep looking for it, but you're going to be keep failing while you're looking for it. And what you start doing is you blame yourself for the failure. You didn't have enough willpower. Um, you just can't stop eating. There's something wrong with you. Um, and there's nothing wrong with you. It's diets don't work. And you have to just start from, you know, right where you are. That's what I did. I, I was sitting on my couch in Atlanta when I was um, in my early 30s after dieting and failing. And it was, I, I was crying and I was like, I just can't do this anymore. I cannot continue to inflict this misery on myself emotionally. And so I decided right then that I would rather quit dieting and gain weight then continue with the way I was going. It sounds extreme, and um, but I think a lot of women feel that way. So when I quit, I just decided I'm going to get up. I'm going to eat whatever I want to eat. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And rather than just pig out and blow up like a house and gain 40 pounds, the opposite happened um, because I felt good. I was being nice to myself. I wasn't, you know, berating myself constantly and stressing about every bite of food I put in my mouth. Um, so dieting, it just, it wrecks your self-esteem. So all I can really say is if you want to lose weight, quit dieting. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I just, even just what you said, I mean, obviously, yeah, the self-esteem very much tied, but even just like how much pressure we put on <laughs> ourselves to like be a certain weight or eat the right things or, yes. you know, berating ourselves for not eating the right things, but there's just so much pressure behind oh, it's all diets and expectations and the black and white thinking. And then also yeah. the urgency. I feel like that's something that I talk to clients about all the time that they're like, I just want to lose the weight now. And it's like, if you, yeah. you know, took a step back and like, look, totally. at the um, have you ever, I, I didn't mean to write, but have you ever heard that quote? Um, I can't remember who said it, but it was like a year from now, you'll wish you had started today, you know? So just say, I'm going to not be desperate. Yeah. And not try to lose weight in five minutes and just start. And then a year from now, who will you be? You have no idea. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that too, because it is, I mean, you know, it's consistency, it's patience. Um, but for somebody who's in this dieting cycle and they just like, don't know how to get out of it. I mean, mm -hmm. you touched upon, you know, what you did personally, but would you have some tips or advice for somebody who's like, all right, I want to be done with the diets. How do I actually do this? Because I've been on a diet my whole life. Yes, it's hard. It's easy for me and you probably to sit here and say, hey, just quit dieting. It takes time to get to that mentality. And hopefully your listeners are not at the point that I was where I, I really just couldn't take anymore. So mine was, I can't take this anymore. But if you're not at that point, and I hope you're not, um, it takes 
a lot of self-reflection because what you're saying when when you say okay i'm gonna quit dieting what you're actually saying is i'm gonna release this desperation like you said to be skinny and to fit into a pair of jeans that's where you have to start is really asking yourself why am i so desperate and why am i eat why can't i you change the way that I eat. I think I used to say to myself, why can't I just stop eating or stop doing these things? And um, yeah, I just had to really, it takes self-reflection. It takes a lot of like training yourself, listening to people like you have a podcast and talking about it. It takes journaling and people's eyes glaze over whenever I tell my clients, get a journal. And they're like, I don't want to get a journal. I don't want to write it down. I don't want to meditate. But, you know, when you're taking a walk, just start thinking about it and actually start getting mad. I think a little bit like this is psycho. We're all dieting and everyone thinks it looks normal because we're all doing it, but it's not normal. So go back to your childhood and say like, why why am I so obsessed with trying to look perfect? Why am I obsessed with trying to be thin? I mean, it's different for everybody. You know, it's not just cultural influences. It goes back to your childhood and how you trained yourself to do what you do. So you have to get behind the scenes and start there. Yeah, it takes a while. So yeah, <laughs> and I just want to go back to what you said about journaling. And that kind of made me laugh too, because I think back in my early days of before I was coaching, but that whole idea of looking into your feelings and your mindset, it was one of those like, oh, do I really yeah. want to do this? Like that's just <laughs> a waste of time. And the yeah. more that I do it now, you know, talk therapy, journaling, things like that, the more I realize it's important. Um, and with my clients, I tell them, I'm like, pull up your notes app on your phone and just mm -hmm. out like yeah. thoughts. It doesn't need to be like 30 minutes of like, diary. No. you know, it can be- no just being curious about your feelings. And that's what I yeah. tell you. Like, you don't need to be hard on yourself. You don't need to, you know, dig into all the trauma that's happened in your life, but just right. be curious. Like, why yeah. does this food invoke this emotion? Or if I skip my yeah. workout, what does that make me feel? Like, it's not saying that like you're a lazy person or anything like that, but like right. trying to figure out like what's behind it, because I do think it reflects into how we behave and just how- absolutely. Well, and you don't have to, you don't have to write a book. You don't have to just sit exactly. for 10 minutes, just put your journal next to you and you don't, you know, don't commit to even writing anything. Just sit with the journal next to you. And for 10 minutes, just say, I'm just going to sit here. There's no pressure. Yeah. No pressure. Yes. I think yeah. that's key. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I have a journal and, you know, some nights I write for, you know, two or three minutes and other nights I go to bed. So it just, yeah. Right. I don't do it every day. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's like when it, when the mood comes along, but just, you know, trying to do your best as far as digging into the, some of that stuff, because if you're constantly ignoring it, you're just not going to make any progress. It's almost like okay. you need that uncomfortable feeling mm -hmm. and uncomfortable stuff to make progress and move towards yeah. the goals and changing what you're doing. Yeah. I think the hardest part too, is just being quiet. I think that's the resistance piece we feel mm -hmm. toward journaling is I don't want to sit there. I, like I need my phone or some women are, you know, busy and kids like I have, and you have, and it's like, I don't have time, but it's so peaceful and relaxing to just breathe. So even if you just sit there and breathe, you're, you're moving ahead. 
Yep. Yep. I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Um, and then something else you talk about is just the importance of your environment when it comes to losing weight. Will you talk a little bit more about that? I think that is yeah. for sure. Yeah, well, there have been studies, and I can't quote them word for word, but studies, one of them I remember, um, on the importance of the kitchen environment, um, researchers took 500 women, and I think it was more than that, actually, it was like a questionnaire for like a 1000 women, but for 500 women, they actually went into their homes and analyzed the things that were on their kitchen counters. And the women who, and they took their BMI, took their uh, weight, height, and got all these measurements, and they analyzed what was on the kitchen counters. And women who had like crackers or chips on the counter um, had a higher BMI on average than the women who had nothing on their kitchen counters. Um, and the women whose only kitchen counter item was a bowl of fruit, I think weighed 20 pounds less and I mean, they didn't watch them to see if they ate it or not. This was just what's on the counter and we took the measurements. Um, so it's critical that you set your environment up for success. But what people don't think about is that your, your environment's working all the time, whether you know it or not. So it's either helping you or it's hurting you. So it's not the kind of thing that you can say, well, I'll set it up later. That's a great idea. It's already working. Mm -hmm. Um, so if, and you're so used to looking at what you see that, um, you don't notice it. So your kitchen environment is the most important environment. If you're, if you're working on losing weight and you have to get it cleaned up, cleaned out. Um, and I actually have tips on doing that on my website. I have a free guide about setting up your ultimate weight loss kitchen. If, um, if it's okay, if I do a little shout out. But, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'll yeah. In the show notes. Yep. Okay, so yeah, you got to set it up. It, it works. It's, it makes it easier for you. You don't have to use willpower if you set your kitchen up to make decisions for you. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And that's so true. I mean, like the environment, it's, it's constantly working. It is around you. It's going to influence what you are doing 100%. Yeah. And then also something I tell my clients, it's like, you know, doing or making things easier for yourself, like making your habits easier, making that environment easier for you to encourage those habits. Because yeah, if you're constantly struggling to make a healthy meal or make healthy choices, yes. it's, it's not going to happen. It's just going to be so much, so much harder. There's just going to be so much friction there as far as like getting yeah. what well, you need to do. Some women, um, like I used to be think, I hate to cook. I'm doing air quotes that I hate to cook. I, I don't like cooking. Well, you probably don't even know if you like to cook because you probably haven't even tried that much, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and cooking is critical. If you want to lose weight and take control of your food instead of it being in control of you you need to learn how to do some cooking even if it's just you know boil a bag of, of you know broccoli or something and put it on some pasta and you know make a little vinaigrette sauce that's better than just ordering DoorDash every night and not doing anything at all so yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I agree I mean I'm so basic when it comes to cooking and sometimes it's as simple like you said like having a protein, having a veggie, having something that's going to make it taste good. You know yes, I mean? exactly. Uh, as far yeah. as flavoring or a sauce or a dressing. And yeah, I'm all about those like throw together meals and, mm -hmm. you know, using frozen veggies or, you know, canned things, you know, whatever you can do as far as like yeah. things easy for you, because yeah, it doesn't need to be a production every single night. And I think that no. people think healthy eating is like, 
you got to cook everything from scratch. You got to no, right. all that. And it, it can be so basic if you want. Well, it. and I'm, I'm a door dasher, so I'm not, I'm not putting DoorDash down because we do, <laughs> we do it quite often, <laughs> but yeah, just give it a little bit of effort and you might actually enjoy it. You probably don't even know if you do or not. So yeah, 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 yeah I agree. Um, so yeah, let's talk about your book a little bit. So okay, it's called yeah. Love to Lose. Um, and one thing that you say in your book, it's not about the weight. So do you want to talk mm -hmm. about what that means? And then we can mm -hmm. dive in a little bit more into the book and what it has to offer and everything. Yeah, weight is a symptom of a problem. It's not the problem. It's showing up over and over again because of the way that you eat. So the way that you eat starts with your thoughts. Um, so if you change your thinking, which change, changes how you feel, um, you're gonna start eating differently. And if you eat in a less disordered way and you start to recognize your thoughts and your habits and what you're actually doing that's creating the weight and you change all of that, the weight will start to eliminate itself. So, um, and the book is called Love to Lose. So that stands for love your life and lose the weight. So you cannot love your life while you're dieting and being in misery, you know, look, it's, you know, scrutinizing yourself in the mirror and hating what you see. Um, but there are specific strategies that you can use to change your thoughts and change your habits. And I give you those in the book. And the cool thing is, is when you do both of those at the same time, little by little, change your thoughts, change your habits, they feed off each other. And the more you change your thoughts, the more your habits start to change, which also changes your thinking. Um, so it's, you start off slow, but the more you do it, you get momentum and then you start getting exponential results. So in the book, I teach you exactly how to do that. Um, plus goal setting and, and how to do that. So, yeah. Oh, and lots of gory, detailed personal stories. So if you're interested in um, delving through my painful life growing up, <laughs> you can go run out and get it. But no, it's deeply personal because this is, I lived all of this and I want to share it with women because I, I don't want anyone to suffer like I had to suffer. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yes, definitely check out Camille's book. And I love that you do share the personal side of things because I think that's where a lot of our stories resonate with each other and you really do have that personal attachment and it just makes it like that much more meaningful when you are going through your own journey. So I love that you dig into the mindset and you know what to do with things like that. Yeah. Um, so um, any last thoughts on this as far as, you know, um, weight and mindset and, you know, just before we wrap up? Yeah, I would just say to anyone who's listening that um, you are not the problem. What you've been doing in your tactics, trying to diet is the problem. You have so much potential to bring into the world and you cannot do that if you're wasting all of your time and mental energy focused on what you look like. So if you work toward your potential first and start doing that, all of your habits and everything will start to stabilize and normalize and you will lose weight in the process, but more importantly, you will reach your, start to reach your fullest potential, which is um, what you're put on this earth to do. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. So awesome. So um, where can listeners find your book and where can they find you on social media and your website and all that good stuff? 
Yeah, my uh, website is Camille Martin RD for registereddietitian.com. Um, social media, I believe most of mine are Camille underscore Martin underscore RD. And my book you can get at lovetolosebook.com. Hmm, awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much for being here. This was an awesome conversation and um, just great insight um, into the whole the dieting and just oh, just how damaging it can be. Yes. Um, so well, thank you for having me. I loved it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you.